0: A Black Executive Perspective.
1: Whether you're aware of it or not, it's a topic that is often avoided.
0: We'll discuss race and how it plays a factor and how we didn't even talk about this topic because we were afraid. A
2: Black Executive Perspective.
3: We have embraced freedom. We have maintained law and order. We have protected the rights of parents. We have respected our taxpayers and we reject woke ideology. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die.
0: Welcome to a Black Executive Perspective Podcast, a safe space where we discuss all matters related to race, especially race in corporate America. I'm your host, Tony Tidbit. The word woke has become multifaceted today. While some critique it, others applaud its commitment to social justice. Today, we're going to delve into the concept of woke and the, we'll explore the discourse around it. We will discuss the origin, the true definition, the evolution, the negativity, as well how now is being weaponized for political purposes. To join me in this discussion is my partners in crime, Chris Reed and Double Chris, what's going on my friend? What's going on
4: with you sir? madam I've been chomping at the bit at this one because it's uh, such a uh, spark plug, a hot topic as far as nobody can um, confidently say where it is as far as calibrated. So you taking this on is a very Herculean effort and I appreciate being involved.
0: Well, look, buddy, I appreciate the word Herculean effort. I, You know, <laughs> you know I, I I had a hard time at the gym today lifting 30 pounds. <laughs> so, but you know what? I'm going to live up to that expectation. I love it. I love good, it. Double A. What's up, buddy? What's good? What's good? good you, you ready to talk about this or what?
1: Oh, I'm privileged to talk. I'm glad to be one of the woke, you know. Okay. I'm, I'm absolutely very excited.
0: Let's okay. Go, let's go. All right. Let's do it. So, come on, guys. Let's talk about it. So kick us off, Double A.
1: Well, we're going to kick it off with a news reporter, Christina Kim from KPBS News in San Diego. And she is interviewing a Mr. Mike Milton.
2: We're living in a time where we're more divided than ever. And we need a common vocabulary to talk about those differences. But that can be hard when we're not on the same page. We start today with Mike Milton. He's a retired Navy man who identifies as white and a lefty. Center left. Politically speaking, that is. He says he pays attention to the news and current affairs. But lately, there's one word he's been hearing a lot of that's got him scratching his head. Woke. I think it shows how wokeism destroys everything fun in our society. It's a word he mostly hears used by conservative media, and he's not sure what it means.
0: One question I do
3: have is, what is wokeness?
0: All right, well, thank you, Christina. And and listen, you know, I gotta give my man a lot of credit, Mike Milton, right? Um, You, he's an active uh, American citizen. He's, you know, paying attention to what's going on in the world, especially here in the United States. And he's been hearing this word woke um, and he's got a scratch. He's, it's got him scratching his head. And then you just heard a little bit of the clip where I think, and, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, but how wokeness is destroying the nuclear family or something of that nature. So that don't sound like a positive thing. Okay. That's not, I, if, I, if I didn't know what it meant, I would be like, Oh, what is that? So I got to give him a lot of credit. Because at the end of the day, he really wants to find out for himself what this word means. What's your guys' thoughts on that?
4: I'll kick it off. I think that, you know, it's always good to be vulnerable, uh, especially when you're ignorant or you don't know uh, what's going on. If you give a damn, you know, if you care, then you want to at least lean in. And uh, so I do applaud that in that regard. I also um, wonder what outlets that he frequents where he's hearing it put in a negative cast in a negative light so frequently. And uh, because it's now at a point in my experience where I don't ever hear it as much positive. It's like you're overarching to try to make it positive again because it's been co-opted. And, you know, so much of a a negative cast has been placed on it. So the fact that he would even uh, raise an eyebrow and say, wait a second, um, is it what I think it is? Because they're trying to make sure through the propaganda and through all these other means that, They actually absorb and take ownership and make it as negative as they would like for it to be. And so it's tough to kind of go against the stream, so to speak. And it seems like he's willing to swim that swim and
0: fight that fight. Yeah, buddy. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, you think about it because you make a very good point. You know, the majority of people listen to something, hear it, don't really understand what it is, but because they hear it from what they think are reliable sources, right? News media, our politicians, stuff to that nature, then they take it as the gospel, right? And, and, and that's, that has happened in a lot of different things. And unfortunately, you know, back in the day, I remember, you know, when I was a kid going to Bible school and, uh, you know, when you learn about Christianity, you know, back in the day, you couldn't read the Bible. The, the, the priest had to read it for you. You wasn't good enough to be able to, deci- to, 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 to decipher it, okay? So if you can't read it for yourself and you're only going by what somebody's telling you that's in it, and if they're not right, what happens to you, right? You end up going off a cliff, but you still think that you're doing the right thing, right? Because you you don't have access, so you really believing that this person who is supposed to be holy and supposed to be making sure they're teaching you the right thing, you're taking them at face value, right? So I, I totally agree um, to your point in terms of somebody just like, I need to find, figure this out and find it out for myself.
4: I think, But I think it's tough, Tony, when um, we all, at least in our community for sure, have inherited perspectives. So, I don't walk under ladders or let people sweep my feet. You know, all these country uh, superstitions <laughs> that I inherited from my grandmother. Science has told me none of that means anything, broke mirrors and all that other stuff. But I really have embraced that because that's what I inherited from somebody who I respected. So, if they were told wrong, as you stated, it perpetuates throughout relationships and creates cycles of ignorance. Or, and so, sometimes breaking that means to go out on your own. And sometimes it's to cast aspersions on you know the traditions that you've come up around. And that's why I'm applauding his efforts to say, listen, I identify as this. And that was the smart thing, what they did in that clip was, they set the scene of who he was. So therefore you kind of know a little bit of his background and his perspective. And then he said, hey, but I realize there may be some holes in the process. There may be some opportunities for me to grow and get better. And I just want to do that you know, agnostically. I want to get better, regardless of if it you know, hurts uh, people's feelings or whatever. And that tends to be something that we all, I think can share. Is that inherited perspective?
0: It, more and, and curiosity, right? That curiosity that I want to learn more. So I totally agree. You know, I think it's important to have that curiosity. And, and listen, you know, if I was talking to my my daughters who are teenagers. You know, the, they ain't following me across the cliff. Right. No matter what I say, they're going to do the opposite anyway. <laughs>
4: <That's, because laughs> right? the so I That's guess right. as
0: we get older, we become more followers when we, you know, when it comes down to learning new things. So double A, let's go back to Christina and let's find out what is the definition of woke.
2: The truth is, the word "woke" has lived many lives and iterations.
0: Right around the early
5: 1960s, 70s, when uh, you had a lot of Black power movements and kind of civil rights issues going on, at that time uh, it wasn't called woke; it was called consciousness.
2: That's Dr. Demarie Smith. He's a professor of rhetoric and media studies at San Diego State University. He says the word stems from the civil rights era.
5: At that time. Black people, particularly, started thinking about what are the ways in which our government is not necessarily protecting us as citizens.
2: For him, the real meaning of being woke is about connecting the dots.
5: To me, means basically having a consciousness about some of the systemic issues that are taking place that have unintended consequences that kind of seem as though it may be a good thing, but again, there's things that we're not um, necessarily thinking about.
2: In other words, it really just means to think critically about issues that impact us all, like education, healthcare, and policing.
0: Well, there you go. Right. That. So let's let's back up a little bit. So Mike Milton, regular U.S. citizen, hearing this word, doesn't know what it is. Christina Kim played a clip saying somebody said that wokeness is, is destroying the nuclear family. Sounds negative, sounds sounds horrible, right? And then Dr. Smith comes on and talks about that the word started off as consciousness to make sure in the black community, let's be clear first, in the black community, to make sure that you were aware of what was going on around you, right? It was all about awareness and having a consciousness of what's happening what's going on so you can be better prepared to be able to deal as you move forward. So that sounds very positive to me.
4: I, I agree. Once again, it's how you frame it, right? So I think his perspective on it was based off of something where he wanted to be uh, forward thinking, uplifting and understand kind of the, the ethos around him. There's so many sheep out there telling, let's just keep it real. There's a lot of sheep out there that they're going to check one source. And if that source, laziness, really, you know, it's it's psychological laziness. And so if they don't get it from that source, uh, they're not going to go any further. You know, it's people that'll listen to us. And like you say all the time, don't just listen to me, you know, go check for yourself. But that involves work. And I'm going to tell you this about people, whether it be nowadays or back in the days, you lose a lot of people who don't really want it when you start talking about work. You know what I mean? Everybody wants a little, they want to inherit or just to show up. Everybody wants to obtain and not achieve and achievement comes from work. And so even the achievement of knowledge or understanding or understanding of self, it's a journey. And the fact is, it's easier to just say, I heard this as you stated on this outlet or this, you know, idiot box uh, representation. And that's, that's good enough for me. And I'm going to ride out with it. The danger is when you're so vigilant about something you've not really Addressed or really dug into, and then you start perpetuating it with your children, your children's children type of situation. Now you got a half-assed thought process, and you acting like it's the gospel, as you stated, and you're willing to have uh, converting conversations with folks. And when people disagree, now it's a lot of this, actually, right. you know, some some civil war dynamic. And I think that's the that's the tough part. But I think what he's saying is the positive aspect of it, the the great part about. Well, being sick, uh, you know, being sensitive and cognizant to the feelings of others or to things going on around you. It's really just awareness. And maybe you, you shouldn't have to script what people call things because it becomes semantics at some point. Right. But if we thought it's work as a colloquialism, I, I remember when I was young, uh, my brother went to Seattle for the summer, came back. We we're about to go somewhere. And he tells my cousin, My cousin comes out the house, he tells my cousin, man, that outfit is filthy. Right. Cool. About 20 minutes later, we're like, where is Junior? Well, he done went in the house and changed because in Seattle, filthy meant clean. It meant, you know, that's a nice outfit. But where Will's from, it meant filthy. You know what I'm so, 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 so we didn't know. It took us like three weeks to understand what this dude was even saying because he had picked up the colloquialism from that East Coast type of, you know, situation. And maybe it's, you know, not to oversimplify, maybe it's as simple as these people call it this and we call it something else. I'm sure you guys are from different spots, New York and Detroit and all this. Y'all might call something there or something, but that's the danger of not having a common language. She talked about a common language. And when it's something so serious, when it's a topic or a subject that involves us all, we have the onus on ourselves to make a common language or at least yeah. understand that other perspective.
0: Right, right. So, so I'm going to push back a little bit, though, bro. So I hear you okay. in terms of the overall, the overarching uh, perspective, which that part I agree with 100%. Right, and I I definitely hear you in terms of the filthy, because you're right. Depending on where you grow up, that could mean, buddy, you looking good, or or buddy, you you really you dirty. Here's some soap, right? Here's the thing, though. So where I push back a little bit is that there was no multiple definitions of work woke, like Doctor Smith just got finished saying. We wasn't using the word woke in, in a multifaceted way. It was to your point about to be aware. That was it. There was nothing else outside of it. There was nobody, you know, adding on to it. There was none of that. Right. And let, and don't take what I'm saying. Let's, let's go through the timeline because to be fair, Dr. Smith said, you know, the civil rights movement, you know, where, you know, and and I, and I get that. Right. But there's actually a timeline, which a record, all right. And this was out of the New York Times. OK. Oh. And you guys have it. I have it. Double A put it up on the screen. So let's go through the timeline of the word woke. Right. And this was in the New York Times. And Double A has it up on the screen so you can follow follow along. So 1923 is when the word finally comes on the scene from a recorded standpoint. A collection of aphorisms and ideas by the Jamaican philosopher uh, and activist Marcus Garvey. Included uh, uh, words, wake up, Ethiopia, wake up, Africa. So, in other words, the first time it came out, first time somebody heard it, it was like, wake up, be aware. 1938, blues uh, musician, Ledbetter, known as, yeah, known as Belly. okay? He uses a phrase, stay woke, in his song, Scottsboro Boys. So, again, Stay woke, and we can dive definitely into what was going on in 1938, right? Um, um, 1940, the ne- 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 Negro United Workforce launched a strike again in West Virginia against the discriminatory tactics. A black human leader, a black union leader, speaks about the, the things that they were going through, right? And he says, Guess what? We were asleep. But now we will stay woke. okay? so again, he's talking about, guess what? They got us because we didn't understand and we didn't know what was going on. Now we do. We're going to stay woke or we're going to stay aware so they can't get us no more as we're going through this this union negotiations.
4: And and as you go further down the timeline in 1962, the same uh, information, uh, William Melvin Kelly's essay, If You're Woke, You Dig It. Appeared in the New York Times, and then 1973, we see another iteration where Barry Beckham uses the word woke in his uh, 1972 play Garvey Lives about the Pan African uh, General Marcus Garvey, and then of course uh, 2008, which is probably when I first uh, became cognizant of the term. Uh, Erica Badu had a song called Master Teacher where he used where she uses uh, the lyric "Stay Woke,"
1: and then it begins to change in 2010. Woke undergoes a dilution. A dilution and starts being used broadly as a catch-all to describe social justice. It quickly becomes appropriated and transformed into a negative descriptor for anything having to do with inclusivity and anti-discrimination. And then in 2017, the appearance of Stay Woke as a category on Jeopardy ruined it all, I think.
4: (laughs) 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 That's <laughs>
1: mainstream. That's mainstream right there. That's and everybody. And then then Mike Milton, oh, what's this word? Uh, um, so it appeared there in 2017. And then in 2022, uh, the, the now infamous Mr. Florida Governor DeSantis, who's running for president currently, uh, signed, in, signs introduction, introductory law, Stop Woke. So he passed a law called Stop Woke. Think about that.
0: So think about that. Let's be clear now, just so the audience is following along. From the first time it was recorded in 1923, which was 100 years ago, to be clear, all right, up to 2008, it had the same meaning, the same definition, stay woke, be aware, be aware what's going on. And then to AA's point, in 2010, it became a whole nother different thing. And, and what was the key phrase in what you read in 2010, double A? It defined what?
1: Social justice.
0: It, now, all of a sudden, now, all of a sudden, it's now diving into the DEI arena, social justice, inclusion, the whole nine yards. And was it a positive thing? 2010 double when it says to start including social justice? <laughs>
1: No, it was. It became. It it just. It got diluted because it was broadly. It started being used very broadly as a catch-all to describe social justice. So it, it became a negative descriptor.
0: So think about that for a second. Now all of a sudden, it's becoming a word that has a negative connotation, and the negative connotation is inclusivity, progressiveness, anything like that. Which I don't even get how that was transformed there, but we, we're going to, we're going to dive into that as well. Right. And then I, I think, which we're going to speak a little bit more of later on in 2022, uh, like you said, double A, uh, Ron DeSantis signs the stop woke act. All right. So think about that, that evolution that we, I told you from the beginning that we were going to dive into um, how this word, the real meaning is about stay being aware now has gone over to uh, a political uh, uh, uh negative negative situation that's now broadly uh being brushed in anything that has to do with inclusivity and progressiveness and you know I got to say this guys, why I wanted to have this conversation about this word and and we talked about uh over a hundred years of the word um being consistent and then over the last 10, 12, 13 years, it changing drastically. But the reason this was important for me is that, and you guys know this, I want to make sure the audience follows along as well. So when, when black people came here as slaves in the United States, they could not read or write. They were forbidden to be, to, 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 to be able to read or write. Why was that? Because if they were aware, if they were able to read and write, they would have been aware of their rights. And then when somebody can read and write and they can read and and start thinking for themselves, then they're like, oh, we don't really need to be in this. Oh, we can come up with something to get us out of this. But if you keep people ignorant, and this goes back to your point, Chris, in the beginning, and this is why we were applauding Mike Milton. If you can keep people ignorant and they're not aware, you can control them, okay? And that's what happened for centuries, oh, centuries. And then you think about it, and, and going back to Professor Smith, when he said about the civil rights movement, if you think about it, all the people, the African Americans that stood up to make people, their brothers and sisters, aware of what was going on. We can go back to Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass was making people aware that how bad slavery was, not just not just black people, but white people all the way up to to Abraham Lincoln. He was making people aware, which helped. Come up with the Thirteenth Amendment. Then, if we continue to move on through civil rights, where people were going out the the back in the in the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the I forget what they call the train or whatever it was, where they were going out, and then they were making people aware of their ability, they had the right to vote. Okay, and by doing that, people started registering to vote. Okay, we and then all the people that died or got assassinated because they were making people aware. What about Megar Evers? Where back in 1960, in the 19 early 1960s, he was making people aware of their civil rights. He ended up getting killed in front of his family because they didn't want him to let make people aware. Martin Luther King Jr. made people aware, not just black people, but white people of what how bad civil rights, how bad uh the South was treating African-American people and, and all type of people. OK, he was making people aware if we didn't have and I can go on and on and on and on and on. OK, this situation drives me crazy It's because at the end of the day, if we were not aware, we wouldn't be where we are today for people like that. And look, I'm just giving you from an African-American uh, viewpoint. Later on, I'm going to give it to you from a white a white person's viewpoint as well. but do you guys see my point here? You know the issue
4: with, with, with feudalism, not letting people understand the laws and the repercussions and the rights that they have or the rights that citizens have, so to speak, um, has been a practice that's been going on way before you know the practice long time ago, right even over there and and that is how you keep people controlled. but you do have the Frederick Douglasses of the world that you stated. That taught himself how to read. And it goes back to what that woman was saying, as far as Christine was saying about a common language. He was able to affect uh, Abraham Lincoln and other learned individuals because he was a learned individual. He was meeting them where they were from a vocabulary perspective, from an intellectual perspective. And he had to go and make sure that he was armed accordingly in order to move the needle for the folks that he had left behind. Um, that's a tough, once again, just like your guy, uh, Mike, that's a tough. Uh, uh cross to bear, but it takes that type of courage to say, I want to know better. I want to do better. I feel like I can make a difference. And uh, everybody just have that, that good, them guts. Right. So exactly.
0: Exactly. I think the key though, to your point is that, you know, it's about awareness in everything, not just from what I just got finished stating and from the African-American community, but it's for all communities to be aware, to, to, to be able to understand what's going on. Everyone should be able to stay woke. But unfortunately, back to what AA said in 2010, the word started to change. So let's go back to Christina Kim and hear a little bit about the word woke changing.
2: Smith says he's not surprised to see woke take on yet another meaning.
5: You know, like all words, they can be weaponized.
2: In this current context, woke has become a catch-all for anything deemed progressive or inclusive.
5: And the problem when you hear woke uh, is, it, I would say at least for Fox News, they kind of see it as more like folks who have this like kind of socialist agenda where uh, that, at least that's their perspective. And so anything that they don't deem is correct it's considered woke
0: okay so word change now's progressiveness i I think the other thing before we even get there um you know a lot of words or phrases from the black community become mainstream all right and so before we go to you know um the political aspect of it let's go to the words that come from the black community, how they be, how every they become catch-alls, right? And, and so let me give you some examples, you know, and, and again, I'm dating myself years ago. Black people used to say, right on. And then white people are right. like, right on. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, black people were saying, what's up, bro? Now, everybody, bro, what's up? Bro, yeah, okay. Cool. And we can go on and on in terms of words and phrases that started in the black community that become mainstream. Right, so woke. Um, I, I get that, right? And 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 you know, I think Christina was also, at, uh, you know, she not in this clip, but she was saying that you know now white people use the word as a badge of honor, all right, to say, hey, I'm woke, I'm progressive too, I'm woke. But again, these are things that start changing, right, when it starts becoming mainstream. Now, let's be clear. When people started using the word right on. That definition didn't change. When people started saying, what's up, bro? That definition didn't change, okay? And we can go on and on in terms of all the other phrases and words that have become mainstream from the black community and they continue to keep their original meaning. But this word took a life a, a, a life of its own.
1: Yeah, cause you, you you can't really weaponize right on, you know. It doesn't. You can't use it as a fearmongering tool, you know. Or like, what's up, bro? Oh, wait, you, you know, people say what's up, bro. You know, you gotta you gotta look out now. But woke, you know, nowadays, especially when you're looking for power and and to suppress people, you know, that's like that's it. That's the trigger. And and it's amazing how they know <laughs> and how they find it and promote that word, so that Mike Milton can find out about it sixty years later. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm glad he's doing it. But, you know, it's been around, you know, but now he's learned it in a different way. So.
4: I, I think you have to be careful, though, because and, and as an ad guy, as an ad exec, Tony, you know, propaganda is real. That the psychology of propaganda and putting something in front of somebody and forcing it down their throat. That's really real. I mean, even if you look at the swastika, that's obviously uh, signifying the Nazi party now was an ancient Indian symbol in, in Hinduism um and they just co-opted it and then now it has a bad you know negative connotation but if you have traditional you know orthodox you know hindu people who practice uh the religion they don't even pay attention to that because it's been around for thousands years. you can take something and make it what you want you have to be resistant to what you allow people to feed you emotionally mentally you know uh, intellectually you got to make sure if it tastes nasty or you have to ask questions you know what i mean and i think that that's really what we're talking about is Hey, uh, you can't stop bad actors. Let's just let's just be honest about that. Somebody's going to say that's not what I meant, or they're going to misconstrue things. But when it's something this serious, when it's something that's affecting policies and laws, like you said, it was the stay woke law, or the I'm sorry, the anti woke law. When you start putting this into to legal documents, it's a different, more scary dynamic. Well, if you're just saying something, you're just saying something. Like I'll yeah. come and. I got I got I got to I got to halfheartedly respect that because it doesn't really mean anything. It starts to mean something when it when pen is paper and, and they signed. And now I'm forced to be converted to your perspective of that term. That's a problem.
0: Yeah. So, but here's the thing, though, bro. It doesn't it doesn't it didn't just wake up one day and become pen to paper. OK, mm-hmm. so it starts with somebody saying it and saying it in a derogatory negative tone. And they're doing it on purpose. Okay. And then they keep doing it. And then they keep defining it. And they keep, then they keep the little snowball rolling down the hill. Then you get to a stop woke bill. Okay. So at the end of the day, that did. So my point is, it's intentional, right? It's intent. When, again, when the other words and phrases went mainstream, there was no stop bra, <laughs> the stop bra legislation. Or the, you know, the anti-right-on, you know, uh, uh, you know right-on agenda. <laughs> there was none of that. Okay? It, it, this is intentional, right? Because it's, a, and here's the kicker. This is why we're talking about this. Its purpose is to divide and conquer people. The word, the definition of woke was never to divide and conquer. It was about stay aware, be aware. We just went through the timeline. Okay, that was never part of it. And then not only that, we just went through a litany of historical figures who may help make changes in the country by doing what? Making people aware. (laughs) Okay, so 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 that's where I get, you know, a little strung up because I know I see the strategy. The strategy is on purpose. It's to divide and conquer. And more importantly, it's going back to what. Uh, 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 We were talking about our boy, Mike Milton. The majority of people don't look nothing up. They do not define stuff for themselves. So what happens? They end up going down a rabbit hole because of who they believe is right, who they think, why would this person make it up? And then and and. Uh, politicians and leaders, and uh, uh, and and it's not even them. I mean, you even now have stuff in the media. Oh, nine yards. They do that on purpose because they know. Look, Trump said, "I can shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue in front of a bunch of people and say over and over again, I 'I didn't do it.'" And eventually, people say, "You know what? He didn't do it." <laughs> so, so what does that tell you? Okay, so this is my point here. That's the point. And now we're having, we're talking about on this podcast about something. That has nothing to do, the definition of it has nothing to do with where we are today. Now, let's do this. Let's be fair. Because these are how they 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 utilize and create this broad bush. And then people start thinking that's what it means. Let's look at some of the things now, which and, and to be fair, I get it, right? So Double said earlier that woke, you know, how they defined it now. It is uh, uh about social issues. It's about progressiveness in the whole nine yards. Okay. Now let me give you some examples here. Okay. So here's a, here's, and I put this together because I wanted to make sure that we're clear. So it's not that, you know, the audience can think that, you know, Tony and, 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 and double A and Chris, they're, they're just making this stuff up. Okay. So here, do you know the, because the conservative redefinition of woke has made the term more popular than ever. It was one of the word for woke for Google searches hit an all time high in March of 2023. Okay. The word woke has taken center state. And this is, this is by Forbes. Okay. All right. So let me back up a little bit because I want to make sure that we're all on the same, on the same page. Right. So, just to give you an example of where we are right now and how people have defined this word, and now it's all about a movement and it's about uh uh, uh um ex, uh uh, div, uh, um, uh what's the word I'm using um uh, inclusiveness and progressiveness, right? So okay. this was in the uh, Wall Street Journal, December second, twenty twenty three. It says, Trump's second term plans, anti woke university and freedom cities. Okay? So this is what, and I'm reading, this is directly out of the Wall Street Journal. Okay? This article was written on December 2nd. The former president is laying plans to wield his executive authority to influence school curriculum, prevent doctors from providing medical interventions for young transgender people. and pressure police departments to adopt the more severe anti-crime policies. He said he would establish a government-backed anti-woke university, create create a national uh, credential body to certify teachers who embrace patriotic values and erect freedom cities on federal land. So think about this for a second. This is part... Uh, this is what he's saying that he's going to do or he's going to implement as part of his administration and part of his strategy, his plan, if he becomes if he gets be, become if he gets reelected to president. So think of. So this ain't 1923 where or, or 1938 or 1940 was like, stay woke. Right. Be aware. This is somebody now who's now taking this and now saying, I'm going to make this legislation from a federal standpoint. How did we get here?
4: I think we get there because of what you said previously. The idea of not allowing people to read and understand and be aware is a mechanism for power. And so when you have people that are in power or perceived to have power, they want to do everything they can to get a foothold and grasp of that power. And the more you know, the more dangerous you are to usurp their And so he realizes if I want to stay in charge or if I want to keep, you know, my position, I have to keep them confused. If you look at the art of war, any kind of military strategies, the the idea of confusion and disarray is prominent in these type of uh, situations. And so when you can halfway say something, because the one thing he didn't do was that he said anti-woke universities and anti-woke, this net, but he didn't use the opportunity to define what it is, or to define what woke is. You know, he didn't define the definition or the antithesis. And that's dangerous when you're making uh, policies where you haven't even told me what the hell I'm signing up for. You haven't told me what you really believe, and you're just saying stuff, and you're kind of putting the feeler out there and seeing how much emotion you can elicit. And emotion is dangerous. We want to be a logical nation. We want to be. I have no choice but to believe, and I know this is a totally different podcast, right? I have no choice to believe that the design is division. I have no choice but to believe that, that, that the, you know, uh, the, the way that we are established, we want to have clear delineations of us and them and this and that. There is no real uh, money in unity. Like Chris Rock said, there's no money in the cure. right? <laughs> it's only money in the treatment. If we cure everything, then, then you know, uh, what? what's the pharmaceutical company's going to do? So the idea of keeping that disarray, keeping us on our toes is turned into a financial mechanism for those who are in these positions of power, and the hypocrisy is just out of control. We can once again—that's a whole other conversation. But when we give these people uh, a platform or a a opportunity to influence those who might not have the chance to see other things, my man Mike wanted to see it a different way. He wanted to get the big picture. Some people they'll take the first thing smoking, and when Trump gets up and says that, they realize well he's on this reputable outlet or this internet you know source and he said this and if he said it it must be you know somewhat correct because they wouldn't just it's kind of like with with meat and things like that from the usda if i see it in the grocery store they had to have approved this this must be okay for me to eat because they're sitting in the grocery store but that's it's not that simple you know And, and when you have those people in those positions especially the highest position in the land which is supposed to be the most respected position in all the world the president of the united states and you don't have the ability to be responsible with your rhetoric. You don't have the ability to be um, teaching the people or leading or guiding the people. You're just taking it as a, a pet project where you're just doing what you wanna do and backbiting and fighting amongst your own folks. You know, A lot of that's going on as well. So a lot of this is what's getting the most noise. What, what if, if I hit something, I need to hear it come back. And when they get that, that echo chamber type of uh, response, they're going, whether it's good, bad or indifferent, They're going to where the thumbs up are or the likes are no matter how um, the diaspora of the people that they are uh, trying to reach. If it's good, bad or different, they're always catering to their base. Yeah, and I mean, that's
0: dangerous. So listen, I I, I hear all that, and, and and I I used him as an example, and and you you're just saying, hey, at the highest land. but that's not, it's not just him, it's everybody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's article mm-hmm. after article, it's it's the low level person, and and even now, people who walk the street. So let, let's pivot a little bit. Let let's 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 talk about the everyday um, uh, U.S. citizen now who has this negative who sees woke as being, like you said, destroying the nuclear family and stuff. that nature. Let's talk a little bit about some of the things that's now thrown under the broad brush uh, of woke. Right. So some of those are what we call cancel culture. OK, so this is a big thing where, you know, people on the left now, because back to the mainstream, you know, I'm woke. I'm woke. Right. I, I believe in inclusivity and stuff of that nature where, you know, now, you know, because if you say something wrong, they cancel you out. OK, or I, I remember it was the um, the uh, what was it? the baseball announcer? I, I believe it was for the Oakland A's. This was, I think, back in the summer um, where he was on a telecast, him and his his, his co-analysts. And um, they were saying, hey, we're over here at the Negro Leagues. Right. And, you know, you wouldn't believe it. And then he said the N word right on national TV. Okay. And it came out, I mean, it came out real, you know, and, and, and his, his, his co-host was shaking his head, like didn't even, they didn't even blink. <laughs> okay. Right. And so came up, right. They suspended him. And then next thing you know, they fired him. Okay. And I remember saying, I, I, I put this post on LinkedIn that he shouldn't have been fired. Right. This was an opportunity for him to learn. And not only that, for him to be able to, to to share with others his mistake. So to be fair, we are in a situation now today where if you make one mistake, you say something wrong, you get wiped out, all right? So, but now that's under the uh, blanket umbrella as woke, okay? Now, I wasn't around, but I remember, I read about it because I'm a histor- historical, but I remember when back in the 50s, when they had the... um the uh, Russian, I forget the 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 congressman was pulling people in and saying that they were communists, right? I forget McCarthy. his name. It was, it was McCarthy. Thank you, yep. thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you, thank you. And um, he was doing all that. I didn't hear woke come up. <laughs> that right. wasn't woke, right? That was crazy. Okay, mm-hmm. so 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 I get it. So you know, these are some of the things that people you know say. Well, they're woke because now they're they're pushing the envelope too far. I think so. So let me
4: let me push back on that just a little bit, because we tend to want to believe conveniently that we're all in the same level or of the same religion or in the same genre. America is not a monolith. The great thing about us is we're a melting pot of different liberties. Right. But you shouldn't take liberties with definitions of terms. So if you go back to there was a situation where, uh, like you said, the cancel culture, Bud Light situation where Kid Rock and all these folks came out and boycotted Bud Light because they had a transgender influencer that was part of a commercial campaign, right? And Forbes had it listed that they uh, their profits dropped by 30% in that report, and their sales went down by 34% from an ordering perspective, according to the New York Times. Well, they didn't fold because they were too far in. Let's just be honest about that, right? They were too far in, they didn't fold. But I think that if you went back and asked the people that wasn't we no longer ordering a Bud Light Why they were doing it. It was a Lemmings type of situation. It's just sheep, man. Is is well somebody told me we don't do Bud Light over here anymore. And so, and you don't have any idea the real reason or rationale as to why. Because the one thing is, when it comes to uh black folks, transgender, any identification of individual, we all six degrees of separation from somebody. Mm-hmm. And so it the, the the idea of I want to have it this way or whatever the case may be when they talk about these values and all this other stuff um, when you say values the first thing you the first thing I think I'm not gonna put aspersions on you guys the first thing I think is white American male heterosexual Christian right That's the baseline mm-hmm. and then we go from there but not every white male is Christian active right Not every uh, uh, white male is heterosexual active. Um, I was looking at something for uh, September uh, 2023, a Gallup poll stated that 47 percent of um, U.S. uh, citizens, Americans, uh, identify as religion. And of that, 69 percent say that they're Christian. But if you really press them on that, the the active uh, understanding is they just want to belong to something. (laughs) When you say how active is your Christianity, how much do you tithe? How much do you go to church and all this and all that? They just want to belong. And that's the danger of the belonging, is that this is how that January 6th thing jumped off. So many people now, in retrospect, say, I was just there to see what would happen. (laughs) So you had money to get on a plane to go just see what would happen? This is kind of crazy, man. And that's the danger of when you have these type of things go off in society. And like you said, we have to kind of understand this cancel dynamic. Uh, It can't be zero tolerance, all or nothing. Because people do have the right. America is the country of second chances for some people, Correct, right? Correct, but correct. I at least need to understand you have a right to represent yourself and you have a right to explain yourself. The problem with this wokeism thing is when pressed, I've not heard one good explanation
0: <laughs> because they don't know what the hell it is. I t- mean, that's you, what
4: we're doing here today.
0: When you say uh, this wokeism thing, they haven't had one good explanation. Like, What do you mean?
4: When they say, uh, I'm trying, I'm anti-woke. Okay, explain that to me. Define that for me. Help me. Help me understand what anti-woke is. Well, I'm not trying to have values and this and that. Whose values? When you start asking more layers of why and what, people, you're an asshole. Because because you're cornering people and you're making them feel bad because they never really thought it out. They were just parakeeting whatever they had heard previously.
0: Well, here's the thing, though. So I think some people do define it, though. They do define wokeism as cancel culture. They do define Mm -hmm. it as uh, being too progressive and too liberal, Right. So so and, and the only reason they define it that way, because that's what they've been told back to your people being sheep. All right. Uh-huh. And so for their So their definition is totally wrong. All right. So uh-huh. here's the kicker. This is this is why I I, I bring up history, because, uh, you know, my pastor of my church taught me this years ago. And he said he's like, Tony, there's nothing new under the sun. All right. All right. There's, there's nothing new. So I can give you a million examples. So you're talking about Bud Light. All right. You think Bud Light was the only commercial that ran? I went, there's a litany of commercials 30, 40, 50 years ago that was trying to be progressive and this and that. They didn't call them woke. This is my point here, right? We can talk, we can go on and on and on. This is a strategy to divide and conquer. And they've taken it and and they've they've co-opted it and they've made it into a, a... what, what's what, a, not, not a mission. They made it into a following. That's, you know, where to your point, people now define it as this when it's not that. And here's the kicker. Let me give you some examples. Let's okay. just look back at history. Okay. So before we became a, a, a country. Okay. Who, who, who foot was we sitting under? the british empire Uh, the british empire mother england okay mother england right Right. and then all of a sudden we were like we ain't taking this no more we had the boston tea Party. was that woke (laughs) was was the british empire saying i can't believe they're woke over there right are you kidding me right because we were like we became aware and we're like we want to do our own thing we need to be our own country and guess what that's what we became okay when paul revere was riding around on a horseback going through saying the British are coming, the British are coming Was somebody, uh, was somebody a farmer looking out? So what's all this woke noise going on? There's Paul. No, they were like, thank you, Paul. Thank for making us aware. Okay. We can go on and on and on, but now it's woke. It's this progressive. It's this and that. When, when Henry Ford said, you know what? I don't think people should ride horses no longer. I think, you know, we can make the horseless carriage. Was they walking around saying, he will Why would he do that? That's he's stretching it too far. We that didn't happen when 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 the um the economy collapsed in 1929. OK, where people were in lines at food, I mean, uh, soup kitchens and people lost their savings and lost on that And the banks closed all nine yards. And then FDR came out with Social Security and the New Deal. They, that was well. <laughs> all right. But now people are like, oh, even today, you can't touch that Social Security. Right. So my point is, throughout history. There's always been progressiveness. There's always been, you know, let's push the envelope. Let's do this. Let's do that. And guess what? It was, you know, celebrated. But now, because it has something to do with inclusiveness. okay? it has something to do with diversity. It has something to do. Now it's woke. It's a new right. definition, and now the average person outside of your boy, Mike Milton, is already running with this and saying, this is what it is.
4: In that same token, though, Tony, history is written by the victor, right? And so if you look at, uh, from a from a British perspective, so one of my degrees is in history, and from a British perspective, Captain George Washington was the greatest traitor in the history of the world, <laughs> Right. Because that's their side of it. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. You know, brother right. Captain George Washington, how dare he? You know, right. we gave him a job and gave him an opportunity and he turned on us. Uh, you yeah. know, so so it's it right becomes it. a situation where um everybody I'm not gonna say everybody, that's stupid. Many people want growth but don't want change, and that's oxymoronic. Right. That's right. oxymoronic. So even when you said like the Henry Ford thing, there were some people that made money off horses that was hating on Henry Ford. You know, that was back then when they blow your stuff up. You
0: know what I'm saying? The Carnegie's and those folks. They calling them woke though. They wasn't calling them woke. This this is my point though. Yeah. With some people (laughs) like he going to put us out of business. Right. Right, Absolutely. But there wasn't, that's my point, my friend. That's the point I'm trying to make. There's always going to be some people that push back or who say we shouldn't do this, this and that. I get that. Uh But they wasn't Uh defining it to create Uh a divide and conquer culture. That's right. my point here. Not right. everybody right. sung the roses. Not everybody was like, "Kumbaya, let's do it." There's always going to be people who don't see, I don't have the vision. They didn't define something yes. to divide people.
1: So innovation didn't become woke. So just because right. now you invent something,
0: exactly. Right
1: now right. you're woke. Now you invented you woke. the light bulb. Right. Oh wait.
0: Right. So right. so that's today. Now it's about anything. We just you just talked about Bud Light, Target. Stop. And 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 this is the key with the audience. Please do me a favor. Do not take what I'm saying as the gospel. Look it up. You can look up and so you see all the controversial commercials that have happened since television has been on. And you will see that there's stuff that that was racist. There was stuff that was, you know, uh, uh Dylan or whatever his name, what is it, Dylan? Uh uh, uh the Bud Light. Like, what, what was the person's name? Yeah, Melvedi, it just, is I it go yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's
0: not the first yeah, time that was something like that happened. Okay. And they didn't define it as woke. This is my point. Okay. This is a strategy that is really about doing it. Now, let's be clear. Do I believe in cancel culture? No. Okay. You talked about January 6th. Was that woke? People jumping up (laughs) in the Congress. Think about that for you don't hear that. That that comes across as those are patriots. Patriots. Okay, they're patriots. Patriots. But if it would have been a bunch of black people storming the Capitol, let's be fair. Let's let's say it like it is you kidding me here. It would have been the woke walkers. <laughs> exactly. That's right. That's what okay? right. um, they, they're, they're written by the victors the comes in. Over. They're they taking the country over. They're climbing the wall. <laughs> all right? Ugh. They're scaling. Okay? We got to get, a, where's a the Army? Mind. National Guard. Absolutely. Let's stop them. Okay? Let's be absolutely. fair here. Right? I can sit back and say, yes, are there, are companies going a little too far in terms of their policies and stuff like that? But that's been all the time. That's nothing new. OK, that is nothing new, always happen, And guess what? It always will. But when it comes to inclusiveness, right. when it comes to people of color, OK, and, and look, let me give you an example here real quick, because, you know, I can talk about this, but I want to move on because we talked about political weapon. So let's do this. Double A, why don't you play the next clip, play the uh, play the Desantis clip and let's hear this when we talk about political weapons.
3: We have embraced freedom, we have maintained law and order, we have protected the rights of parents, we have respected our taxpayers, and we reject woke ideology. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die.
0: Now you, you, you see.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I know that's Florida. We, we all go to die in Florida, but now the woke go
0: to die in Florida. Funny. Now let's, let's, let's hold on. Let's make sure everybody's on the same page. This was his victory speech, his inauguration, when he won re-election to the governorship. Okay? And I get it. You want to come out. You want to say, hey, we did. Look what he's talking about. We fight the woke <laughs> in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke wherever. Think about it. Florida is a place where the woke com- comes to die. From 1923 to stay woke, to be aware. Now in 2023, we fight the woke and, and then hear the crowd. Ah, ah. And, and here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Let's do this. Let's reap. Let's re say what he said, but let's do it by the true definition of the word. The true definition is to be aware. Okay, so if we replayed his thing with those thousands of people listening, he says we fight the people who are aware in the legislature, we fight the people who are aware in the schools, we fight the people wherever they're aware at. Florida is for people who are aware comes that goes to die. So he's telling you flat out that They don't want you to be aware, and guess what? The people are cheering. <laughs> they just a hunt. Uh-huh. Think about that, okay? Think about that. That's the point. That's why we're having this conversation, okay? This has now become some movement. He, his speech had nothing to do with, "Hey, I'm going to build more roads." Hey, I'm going to lower the taxes. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to bring more companies to to Florida, to, you know, uh, I'm going to help and build innovation. I'm going to make sure that our schools are the 21st century schools where, you know, none of that. His speech is about woke. That's where we are today.
4: I think that's because the political platforms are about emotion. It's about eliciting emotion. And not solving anything. It's about just yeah. a feeling, you know. Yeah, it was a yeah. situation where he gave a DeSantis yeah. gave a commencement speech, and in that speech, he said the woke mind virus represents a war on merit. It represents a war on achievement. It's a form of cultural Marxism that seeks to uh I uh, uh to use identity politics to divide Americans. And he said that at Liberty University. Um, the idea of something could be a war on merit. The definition of merit. This is where you start to bastardized terms and things like that. The definition of merit is we had an equal and equitable platform to earn the same opportunity. That's what merit-based things are. But I think that what he meant, like you said, is this manifest destiny or he deserved the right, the first right of refusal. And so if you're woke, you're letting everybody in to get an opportunity. And he doesn't want that. He wants it for him and his, you know, catering to his base. And that's where the fear mongering comes in. That's where, hey, if they're doing it, for, it, this this concept of if we give it, if we give these people, whomever these people are, an opportunity, it by definition is taking away right. an opportunity. For and that's how you really elicit that emotion. That's how, you know, when you're doing these campaigns and you get the coal miners and the, the people who feel downtrodden or, or uh, feel like they're losing something in this thing, they don't realize how much of abundance is there and they just want to hold on and hoard whatever they have. And so you poke the bear and especially if you bring up the children. I mean that was the whole thing about the Crt. you know the, the critical race theory, you bring up the children and these people are trying to indoctrinate our children and so you create a whole school like a Prager University or something like that where you're trying to beat them to the indoctrination process. And, and once again, I don't believe in the sentiment of uh, a fair playing field or uh, having a, a just outcome. I believe that this is them trying to uh, meet their agenda for their own uh, positions of power in the political spaces. And this is why you end up having a understood and unfortunately accepted um, disdain for politicians. Like buddy. it shouldn't be that these people are elected and we hate them all and we don't believe them all. Like if I say is a politician a liar, everybody's going to say yes and be okay with it. That's sad. That's
0: sad. But, so buddy, I, I agree. So here's a kicker. This is like you, this I, I'll say it even more plainly. This is a strategy to divide and conquer. You, They'll use the zero-sum game, you just talked about it, if they're trying to take away from you, okay? And so they know, to your point, the fear-mongering, they know that that will elicit some type of response, a negative response, a us-versus-them response, Without people defining or looking or understanding anything. And to be fair, that that emotion is already there. But this is this is not about bringing people together. It's not. okay. if it was about that, he wouldn't have did that speech. And it was not just him. You know, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Right. She gave the um, what was it? The um, the response to this uh, to the State of the Union. Okay that's when you know uh Biden's in office he's a democrat he says what he's going to do we're going to do this we're going to do this and, that, and then the republicans get to come on and give their response right instead of um counteracting or or, or or speaking, saying, you know what, I don't believe he's going to do this. This is what we're going to do. We're going to save you money. We're going to do this. We think you should have your own. Your taxes are too much. They didn't, she didn't talk about that. She came on and talked about woke. <laughs> All right. It's a strategy. These are not coincidences. And the thing that I want people to be aware of, okay, to be aware of, they're trying to divide and, and conquer us. That's all this is. It's not, all you got to do if you don't hear any politician, any leader, any corporate leader, your own boss, if they're not talking about bringing people together and people working together and 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 doing coming up with solutions together. If they're saying us versus them, if they're saying, "Hey, they are destroying this and that." That tells you right off the bat that they have, there's a zero sum game and they're trying to divide people. Okay. And, and it's the oldest trick in the book. And they're using a term that at the end of the day has nothing to do with that. It's a, it's the opposite of that. It's to be aware. And the thing for me is that I want more people to understand that. Look, If end of the day, if you still want to, you know, well, Tony, I get it. It means aware, but you know, you don't get it. They've gone over this and that. Okay, every human being can decide what's best for them. All right, but at least understand the facts first. The real and and not what somebody is telling you. Look it up. Go to multiple sources, right? Because you know, unfortunately, today you can go here. Oh, that's what it means. And what did Google say? It was the most searched term. (laughs) So. As human beings, you know, we want, you know, for my life, I want to bring people together. That doesn't mean we're going to agree on everything. That doesn't mean that, you know, that's fine. That's how we learn. That, that's how we learn. But when we get to a point where it's us versus them, we're co opting stuff. And every word that comes out, the majority of them is they're going to take from you. They're destroying yeah. this. They, they, they versus what can we do to come together as a country? All people, what can we do so we can have, we can have discourse and we don't agree, but we can come to a compromise. What, what is about, what can we do in terms of let's Let's hear everybody's ideas, how we can really navigate these challenges and, 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 and we can come up with ways that will benefit everybody. Right. There's, you don't hear that. And so sure. we have to, as, 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 As citizens, we have to hold our politicians accountable. Okay? To because at the end of the day, yes, I elected you to represent my district. All right. But I didn't represent you to be a dictator, all right, in my district. Or I didn't represent you to say us versus them. Okay. I represented you to talk uh, bring ideas and things from our district to the table that we can all that you can sit down and discuss with all the other people who represent the other districts. And then we come up or you come up with ideas and solutions. That's going to be the best for everybody. So we can continue to move forward. That's not what's happening. Okay. That is, that is really, really bad.
4: Let me, let me help kind of frame this uh, Tony, because I know you enough to know your perspective and your position. And so I'll do it for the sake of the audience. When you say these dog whistles, are determined to divide and conquer us. When you say us, you don't mean black males. You don't mean black folks. You mean American upstanding citizens.
2: That's correct. So
4: you should have on a shirt that says American upstanding citizen to establish a baseline is that's who they're after. It's easy for you to think they're after Tony, you know, uh, the the good guy, but they're after the American institution of liberty, the American institution of uh, community. And that's the danger here. I think that when when one person says it, it's too easy to be like, ah, that's just them. Like you said, that's against them. That's just them. And they don't, you know, they're just uh, crying or whining or whatever the case may be. But we're talking about uh, the institution of what America was built on, the sweet land of liberty and the idea to not try to infringe on the liberties of others, to be uh, LGBTQ or to be black or to be Hispanic or whatever the case may be. You should have the liberty. It was... Founded as a religious refuge, you know what I mean, to be able to practice what you want to practice and do your thing. But when you have people that are in power that feel threatened by that, by the parades and by the get-togethers and by all this, and they want to shut down and they want to do torches and and all this other stuff, when you're trying to infringe on liberties, that's anti-American.
0: That's anti-patriotic. I mean, buddy, you you said it. I mean, look, you, 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 I mean, see. But again, though, you have to be aware. (laughs) to figure that out right if you're not aware then the thing that you say that you are patriot about and what you believe in you actually stomping on all right so so you buddy very well said okay very well said but again if they're saying us versus them i don't care in any context okay it's a divide and conquer and you know i'm gonna we're gonna end it here but i want to real tell you guys uh, uh uh, 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 and I don't know, Chris, if you was involved in this, but, you know, I had a, a session at work and we talked about how does stereotypes work? How do they start? Okay. And it was really, really great. It, you know, we all talked about them, uh, but you know how they start though? Really? And, and, and we'll go to the simplistic terms when P and these are things that we all do as human beings. Okay. We say those people, those people from Texas, there, all of them can't drive. All of them. We use the word them, those, and all, right? And when you do that, you put everybody in a bucket, and it's not even true. It's a, it's a us versus them. No matter where I lived at, and I've been fortunate. I've been in forty-six out of the fifty states in the United States. Forty-six. I can tell you flat out every state. Now I didn't chat with everybody on every state about this issue. But I've heard it from enough people in different states saying those people from that state, they can't drive. <laughs> I mean, think about everywhere, right? And that's a, when we use those terms. We're basically saying us versus them. And it so easily happened When I remember, when if you divide up a room and and play a game and say okay, you you guys are the blue shirts, you are the red shirts, right? And we're going to play this game. All right? immediately people go to us versus them (laughs) okay and at the end of the day they only care about us and they only care about them right so this is where this i'm just telling you it's a button it's something that we do and at the end of the day if you're hearing people say those people they're trying to take this from you that is a that's all about division it's very important to For everyone, black, white, Hispanic, LGBT, everyone, understand when you hear that, or more importantly, be careful saying it yourself in anything, in anything, you know, not just in terms of race, what, what, like I said, those drivers or this and that, that is exactly, that's where we get to where we are today. Final thoughts.
4: I think that, and I'll go first and double-A, I'll let you kind of back cleanup. up. Um, I think that, you know, we talked about the inherited perspectives and how you have to go and, and check for yourself or see for yourself, uh, but that it does take work and that it does take uh, some give a damn, you know, like I said, um, but it's important. There's no greater thing that you can do than to inform yourself if you're going to be involved. You get what I'm saying? And the idea of, you know, the concept of woke is on this road of life, the- Absolute best thing you could do is stay walk behind the wheel. So as you travel down this road of life, stay walk behind the wheel. Be aware of what's going on. That's why the windshield is way bigger than the rear mirror because you got to make sure you know exactly what's going on in front of you if you're going to be progressive. And I think that the term progressive thats, that's a whole nother conversation where they start misconstruing terms because, like I said, everybody wants to grow but nobody wants to change, and that's just silly. And so uh, I think these type of conversations help to at least kind of uh, grease the wheels of the mind a little bit and make you at least think, wow, did I understand that? Did I know that? Is that something I can then go forward and try to understand for myself? Because if you're not representing yourself for yourself, then you're losing anyway. So like Tony always says, go check for yourself just so you know. Check a couple sources. Don't stop at one. You know, don't stop at Fox News or don't stop at CNN. Try to, you know, juxtapose. And the good thing about smart people, they can feel it you can kind of tell what's BS and what makes sense and what, what, what uh, res- uh, resonates with you. And I think that if we just take the opportunity to take a step back and do that and call BS on some of these folks who are spewing this rhetoric, I know for a fact that's what's going to come of this conversation more than anything else is that when somebody gets in front of a large crowd or on the television or whatever the case may say, and they say the us and them, people are going to think of you, sir. You didn't plant the seed. So congratulations. Double
1: A yeah uh just it's just uh you know when folks start using the word you know it's just they're just scapegoating uh vulnerable communities you know when politicians start using the word you know they're just scapegoating people who can't really defend themselves or trying to right because they never they never say this is too conservative
4: <laughs> right right
1: <laughs> i never hear that <laughs>
4: right right right
1: right uh, you know we can't this is this is now we got to loosen up a little bit um <laughs> Uh, but just just be
0: aware and stay woke. I love that. I love that. And and look, I'm not gonna say not too much that you guys have already said stated. At the end of the day, everybody should be woke. That's what makes us a great society. That's the key is being aware. I want my friends and family to be aware what's going on the news media where they have you know did uh, uh, exposes and broke and, and dove into to to scandals right because they wanted us to be aware all right so it's important as an American citizen as a human being to always be aware is everything perfect no are, are there things that drive us all crazy absolutely but those things don't have to be called a certain term because somebody's trying to define it to you. But more importantly, they're trying to use an us versus them strategy, okay? So at the end of the day, I hope you really enjoyed what we were talking about on this episode, what is woke and why is it a bad thing? The things that we want you to walk away from is it's important to be aware in all things. Number two, if you do not know what somebody what a term or 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 phrase that you hear over and over again and that somebody is defining it for you stop check it out okay check it out you still may come to the same conclusion i don't know but at least do your own due diligence jim jones was able to get 900 people to sell their possessions and, and move to Guyana, all right, and then drink Kool-Aid or what they thought was cool, they thought was Kool-Aid to kill themselves. So it's easy for people to follow people they think is the Messiah, or they think they know, right? And guess what? You're gonna go, you'll end up right down the rabbit hole. So define things for yourself is very important. And then the final thing: be very, have your ears open. When you hear people who supposedly have your interests, you know, they they're 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 saying, Hey, I really care about you. I, you know, I'm gonna change things for you. If you hear the us versus them, if you hear these people are doing this, then I would take a step back because at the end of the day, that person doesn't really have your interests. They have their own interests. And what they want to do is divide us right so they can stay in power so that's not a leader to me that's not somebody that for me that i look up to that's going to help take this country to a whole nother level that's going to make sure that all people are heard so keep your ears your antenna shall go up if you hear us versus them or a zero-sum game so i i think this time i think we came to the point now where it's time for what tony's tidbit there we go it's time for tony's tidbit so based on my partners chris and double a and this this episode this topic that we talked about the tidbit today is by joshua ferris and joshua says it is forgivable to say nothing out of ignorance it's inexcusable to remain silent once awareness dawns okay And that's by Joshua. And that's my man. He hit around the head, right? You don't know, then you're going to follow right down the rabbit hole. But once you become aware, there's no more excuses. Okay. So thank you, Joshua Ferris. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of a Black Executive Perspective Podcast. What is woke and why is it a bad thing? I hope you really enjoyed it. Please give us a rating. Wherever you're watching, you're listening to this podcast or if you're watching it, Give us a rating, a review. Tell us your thoughts. You know, what do you think when we talk about what is woke and is it a bad thing? You can also follow a Black executive perspective on all our social channels from X to Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube at Tony Tidbit B E P. So, for my Tony Fr- Tony Tidbit and friends group, we have my man Chris P Reed. The amazing Double A, the executive producer Double A. I'm Tony Tidbit. We talked about it. I love you all, and we're out.
2: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Tony Tidbit, A Black Executive Perspective, and for joining in today's conversation. With every story we share, every conversation we foster, and every barrier we address we can ignite the sparks that bring about lasting change. And this carries us one step closer to transforming the face of corporate America. If today's episode resonated with you, consider subscribing and leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Share this episode with your circle. And with your support, we can reach more people and tell more stories.